Welcome to Tech Biz and Talk, a podcast all about technology, business, and everything in between. This is Nam. And this is Sean. And we are not here to teach or lecture. We're here to share our passion for tech and biz with the world and learn and grow with you along the way. From Apple to crypto, from autonomous vehicles to esports, we will cover the hottest topics in the tech and business worlds. Woo, baby! Hi guys, welcome to the uh, next episode of Tech Biz and Talk. Today we're going to talk about a very interesting, controversial figure and companies um, that, if you live in the US, you probably probably already heard of it, or maybe at least use the service that they provide, right? And the company is WeWork. Um, yeah, Sean, you want to kind of a, have a recap of what WeWork do and what kind of <clears throat> sorry, what kind of business they are in? Yeah, for sure. Um, so if yeah, if you, if you're a listener who lives in a, a big city, New York, Boston, San Francisco, wherever you might be, you've you've definitely heard of WeWork. Um, you perhaps haven't heard of We Live and We Grow, um, but essentially um, the WeWork or We Universe uh, is a, it's it's a collection of these three um, pillars: We Work, We Live, and We Grow. Um, the figurehead, the face of this organization, Adam Newman, a very eccentric uh, six foot five dude with long black hair, great speaker, um, kind of always preaching these grandiose <laughs> um, uh, future plans for his for his organization, uh, which we'll discuss later on. Um, yeah, but essentially, we work um, a collection of you know. Essentially, we work with lease um, uh, uh, real estate space um, in large urban areas, um, and they would kind of revamp the space um, and upcharge uh, for you know interior design and high speed internet and you know uh, beer <laughs> on tap, things like that. Um, and basically, you know, as a startup founder, you could rent this partition space. Um, in in the um, in the rented space and you know operate your company and it was supposed to be a um, you know a space where um, you know specifically young uh, entrepreneurs and you know professionals could gather and not only work but kind of live together and you know it was the definition of co-working uh, although we work wasn't the first to do it um, we live is essentially you know renting out uh, like studio spaces in like financial district of New York city. I, I don't know if it ever expanded to other cities. I don't think so. It was kind of like um, a test almost uh, to mm-hmm. see if it would work in the, like the financial district of, of NYC, but it was, you know, um, designed by the, we uh, collective or um, the, the, we company as it was mm-hmm. called. Um, so you could, you know, rent a space out, uh, studio space and it would be designed by the we um, company um, and it would be a little bit more affordable than usual but essentially you're part of this we organization so everything you do you you live eat breathe we um, and then we grow was was uh, essentially a, an education educational initiative um, <laughs> like a private school institute you know uh, institution pay 40 grand and you could send your um yeah. your your kid instead of uh, to a public elementary school or to any of the other 
wonderful private um, elementary schools in New York City, you'd send them to the We Grow um, uh, edu educational community. And this was, this was now if I'm not mistaken, this was headed by like Adam Newman's wife, right? Yeah. Um, um, until it kind of collapsed and burned. Yes. Yeah, so I think, um, yeah, thank you for, for, the, for the description of all the things that they do mainly. I think, um, so we, we work is, I mean, essentially, to a long story short, is a co-working space, right? I think it's just like a bunch of different company uh, just work in the same space. So just rent out like desk, like booth, room. And I think it really get inspired by the tech company startup culture like if you look if you go to like facebook campus or google campus you you will see all the amenities you know mm -hmm. all the perks they have they have like free snack free beer free food um they have like arcade i i went to facebook uh campus in down in san jose in palo alto and they have like a, a, an arcade like just you go in and play game they have like thai food they have mexican food they have like restaurant in there and you just go there for free Right, and then they have like even nap pot. You just yeah. you know, if you want a nap, just go there and take a nap. So I think like, um, <coughs> excuse me, it changed the culture of like the workspace, right? Because like normally is a cubicle. You know, back in the day is like cubicle. Everyone has like a spot, look the same, do the same thing. You know, yeah. Same, yeah. And I think uh, when the tech company tech company just like really like reinvented how people work. Um, there's more demand in uh, moving toward that direction, right? And but but not any, not every startup could afford like a campus like Facebook. Facebook is really big, so I think what is the nice thing here is that we work try to do the same thing for everyone, right? So they, um, I think that's the whole idea. They redesign the space, right, in their own way include perks and you can rent out like space inside. Um, and it all started, I think in 2010, where I think Adam Newman and this guy, uh, the co-founder uh, Miguel McKelvey, um, they meet, they actually meet in a co in another co-working space called Green Desk. Mm. And then they just sit down together and then um, Adam Newman came from Israel. Um, and then he just, I think he's, he, he land in New York and he do like a bunch of work and go to school there. And then he, yeah, he, he ended up uh, working for a, um, it, it's kind of, I don't know. I think it's kind of, of dumb. Like the company he worked before, I think it's called Crambler or something like that. It's well, like a, a he, neat hat for, for, for babies. So he, he actually, um, he actually started that. that. That was his own, that was his idea. Um, oh, really? Yeah, it was, okay. Yeah, it was a uh, so the way I understood it, like yeah, like like Nam said, like you said, um, he's from he's from Israel. He was I think he lived in like seventeen different places in you know the first twenty two years of his life, just always moving around. Finally made it to New York, like trying to achieve the uh, or live the American dream. His sister was like Miss Israel, um, and so she oh, yeah. Was like, yeah, so she was a successful Auto. model in in New York City. So he actually moved in with her. And then just started like living the life, just partying all the time. Um, he just wanted to live the New York City dream. He wanted to get rich, party, and you know, make a name for himself. And so he 
he had a lot of ideas that he tried to start start up and yeah like you said now crawl it was i think it was called crawlers and it was crawlers, essentially yeah. like a, a baby onesie with like knee pads and i was reading something the other day and, and people were kind of you know it, it seems like a good idea at first but then you think about it and it's like well babies have been um crawling <laughs> just fine for hundreds of thousands of years like why do we need you know, a onesie with knee pads for these babies. It's just kind of like a gimmick idea, but you can imagine he probably, you'd probably be able to sell <laughs> some to, uh, you know, uh, wealthy New York city moms, but, um, you know, yeah. it, it failed. It ended up crashing and burning. Nothing, nothing ever came of it. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I think a lot of times, right. You, you would not know what you need until you need it. And mm-hmm. I think, well, for an idea that like, oh, if, if something already exists or like it's been fine doing this way, uh, why change? I think that's a valid ar- argument, but at the same time, sometimes good things happen because of it. I think it's it's more about like execution and how, I mean, this market is the market, right? If if, if you put it out and it flopped, then, you know, the market say no. So I think, um, well, good for him that he tried. And that's how he met his co-founder, uh, Miguel McKevy in in this co-working space when he's working for crawlers um and then start sitting down and then just brainstorm idea of of a of a building a community of people who who have the same drive so i think the way he approaches as first is like okay i'm, I'm going to build a community right not just like a co-working space a place where people feel belong a place where uh it's not just about working right i think that's the key thing make work fun um and I think a lot of things, this is not his work. It's just my work. I put it out of my ass. So, <laughs> I mean, take it or leave it. But I think that's that's um, that's at least what I, my impression is from, we were from the start, right? And then it was in 2010. Um, it was not the first idea, but it was early in the game for sure, right? Back then, it's not not, not many co-working, co-working space. Now, I think it's more, and then the more business just start doing it. Um, yeah, and like, yeah, and with, with, with Green Desk, that was actually, so like his, his co-founder, the co-founder of WeWork, um, uh, Miguel, M- Miguel McKelvey, he's, he was from Oregon, Oregon, and he, um, he, he had the same kind of up, upbringing as Adam, uh, Adam Newman, where he would just, you know, he was always moving around. He, he grew up in like a, a communal um, in, in Oregon. In Israel, it's called a, like a kibbutz, I, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, and so it's kind of like co-living community. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, and so he, that's, that's why they kind of jive really well um, together. But he spent some time in Tokyo um, uh, and then he actually took a job as an architect in, um, New York city, uh, Miguel did. So he had that kind of, he, he had the background, whereas Adam Newman was more of like the business businessman at, you know, Miguel had an understanding of architecture and that helped, um, we works, um, upbringing. Um, but yeah, uh, they, they actually, uh, I think, I think they, and correct me if I'm wrong now, but I think, uh, Miguel and Adam actually, uh, roomed together and they came up with the idea for WeWork together and they actually started this company called I don't know if it was actually a company uh, I think it was where they um they called Green Desk 
and they asked their landlord if they could uh, rent some of his or just use some of his space um, to test out like this idea of co-working and um, and it kind of caught on and so the landlord um, wanted to expand it into into Brooklyn and uh -huh. so instead of working with the landlord Adam and Miguel just decided that they you know um, they they'd halt halt green desk and then start something on their own and that became WeWork. Um, so they kind of like they kind of came up with the idea after testing it out um, thanks to their landlord allowing them to use some free space. Um, yeah I mean I think I'm actually not sure about the green desk story. I think it, I, I'm not sure if it's like existing and they bought I think they bought or uh, Adam Neiman bought majority of the share from that company mm. and they're gonna um but yeah oh yeah yeah i think it's the landlord yep yep yeah anyway so um <coughs> very interesting uh history right i think that is uh, another example of like okay if you um you don't need to be there's two way to win be the first or be the best i mean let's debate if it's the best or not but um we work did have some growth right a lot like a lot of growth actually um founding 2010 and at the peak in 2019 before the IPO they they reached the valuation of 47 billion dollar mm. and i think they have like a couple hundreds of properties right like like uh, co-working space and with that valuation like each properties were worth like 100 million dollar and so like you know like and their property is not like the whole building it's just like one floor of that building right and people was saying that like at that valuation that floor alone is worth more than the whole building itself yeah yeah <laughs> which is like it's like crazy right it's, it's crazy overpriced and the tricky thing with we work is like he branded as a tech company uh, right community building but the tech behind it is very minimal it just, I think it's more of a real estate company, right? Like they just rent, yeah. Yeah. They rent a spot, they uh, they design it. They do have some like, you know, like AI, whatever it means. Like, you know, because I mean, everyone throwing AI around, like what, okay, what, what exactly AI you do, right? Did you like well, tracking foot traffic? Like what exactly did you do? Nobody knows. So, um, and the software too, like what, what, what kind of exactly like, okay, lock in and lock down, right? That's it. Like, that's not really a, a yeah. Yeah. Like a like a tech company, right? Got to be more than that. But uh, I think he. That's that's Sorry. what was. That's what well, piggybacking on what you just said about AI. That's what interested me as well, Nam, about um, um, SoftBank's uh, like four point four billion dollar investment in WeWork because um, what was it? Masa. That's what he was called. Masa son. Yeah. Masayoshi, uh, but everyone called him Mas Masa. <laughs> um, but he, um, he, he was the founder of, uh, he is the founder and, and acting president of uh, SoftBank. But his venture fund, um, I think, what was that venture fund called? Um, do you um, remember? The I Vision don't. Visionary Fund or something like that. Vision, uh, Vision Fund, no? Vision Fund, yeah, $100 billion dollars. Um, and this was, it was like solely, and he actually came out and said, this fund is solely focused on artificial intelligence. Um, and what, what interested me was, okay, yeah. this fund is solely 
focused on artificial intelligence, why are you investing in WeWork? Like what about WeWork is a tech company? And, you know, I think after this investment, WeWork started going ballistic, trying to expand and, and then like launching WeOS. WeOS was like, what, what is WeOS? It's supposedly, uh, you know, a software suite for real estate, um, you know, how to manage people, coming into the building and leaving and booking rooms and making sure that everything works seamlessly. But at the same time, like that's not really a difficult problem to solve. People, buildings are already doing this all around the world and have been doing this. So like, you, you know, you bring up a good point now. I'm like the whole, the whole push was that, you know, I think Adam, I think Adam Newman wanted, we work to be a tech company, but in reality, it was just a real estate company and it was just, they just leased desks out to people. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think like is, is a good marketing and is a good uh, way to get money from the investor. Because if you frame yourself as a tech company, it's high growth, right? People would be like pouring money in and try to invest. And at the beginning, I think there's a lot of things that he do it correctly. I mean, he's able to scale that big that he was doing something correct. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, the idea of building community is 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 correct. Like you don't you don't just want to build like space. Like right, like people would not be attracted to that. Um, and to to lead and to kind of like explaining the reason or not not explaining the reason, but kind of lead to the point where you know Massa just give give Adam Newman $4 billion to go crazy. Um, like before that, he would just like having the, the working space, right? Raising a bunch of money from investor and hosting like a three-day retreat for all the employees. It's just like a rave, right? you know? Like it's like three-day rave over the weekend. And he just rent out like a summer camp for everybody. I think everybody who work at WeWork and also like member too. So I think like everyone just go there. Yeah. Drinking. Uh, he, he hired like DJ. So partying. And he also like, uh, <coughs> my bad, a speaker there too. Uh, he really create like a culture. I mean, a cult, you want to say. It, yeah, uh, I would say a cult. Yeah. A cult. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, I get it. Right. It's fun. Right. It's fun to be a part of something that is bigger than yourself. And it just give you fun activities and someone who can sell you sell you sell you the dream of building something big right and i think he did a really good job in selling that dream and but not as a good as a good job of actually making the dream come true yeah i mean and and a lot of people like i don't i don't want to make it seem like i'm downplaying anything he did i mean he built a company that had a valuation of 47 billion dollars at its at its peak that's not an easy task so anyone i read online or you know any documentary you watch where people are saying that this guy is a you know he's he's totally flawed he's he's stupid he's in you know in over his head you got to step back and realize what he did which is pretty amazing um but at the same time yeah he i mean he he could have he could have made it um much more than it is much more than it was depending on how you look at it but yeah like the the cult the company culture was if you read into it it's it was weird like it was just a little odd and he's you know he's trying to 
just trying to build this community where people actually enjoy coming into work, like where you blur the lines between living and working, but it, it mm -hmm. did kind of become a, uh, a call, you know, like they would have this thing called uh, thank God it's Mondays. Um, and where it would be mandatory to stay after work, after work hours for like a couple hours where he would just talk and ramble on it. They'd, they'd, you know, employees would pass out like shots of tequila. And that was his favorite, his favorite drink was um, Don Julio, 1942. <laughs> so every, <laughs> Don Julio? Yeah, every office would have bottles and bottles of it stacked up in case he would, you know, for, you know, for his arrival to make sure that he had it there. But like, you know, what if people, what if there are people who don't want to stay three, four hours work to listen to Adam Newman talk about this vision, right? You know, mm -hmm. like, I think, I think it sounded good at first, but at the end, it's like, okay, I want to do other things with my life too. It's not all about this we universe, you know? And that's, that's where things started to get weird for me. Like Adam Newman, I think, he, he, he can be seen as a, as a cult leader. He can be seen as like, he, he, I think he thought of himself as like, you know, a, a Messiah, uh, you know, a Jesus Christ-like figure. Um, it kind of reminds me of Theranos, um, you know, which uh, we'll, we'll do an episode on that too. But it's like these guys, a lot of these people leading up, you know, so-called tech companies, all they talk about is change the world, change, ch change, change. And that's the same thing that, um, that's the same thing that went on with, um, geez, I'm drawing a blank right here. Emily Holmes, right? What the yeah, yeah. Uh, <coughs> definitely Holmes. Uh, Emily, those, uh, Emily. Hold on one second. Elizabeth, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Holmes, yeah, geez. Um, but it's the same thing that, you know, the same thing with her, like, if you listen to her talk, if you read, uh, read what read things that she has written, it's all about change. And the same thing with Adam Newman. It's change, change, change. But what are you exactly changing? What needs to be changed? Why are you changing the world? Like, and that's what all of these, a lot of these people t talk about, you know, um, it, you know, there was, um, no, there was, um, uh, mm -hmm. a reporter from a New York magazine called The Intelligencer. I don't know if um, I don't know if you've heard about this magazine, but no. um, she was interviewing Adam Newman and asked him uh, if you could have a superpower, any superpower, what would it be? And Adam Newman said, "Change." And it's like, what? What does that mean? Like, <laughs> what does that mean as a superpower? So yeah, that's and then, funny. And then and then Adam Newman asked the reporter. Um, if he if if the reporter had seen the TV show called Heroes, which is a newer TV show, he's like, uh -huh. there's this one character in the TV show that was very strong. He had the ability to have all superpowers, kind of like, um, uh, Thor. Kind of like what what was the Avengers? Uh, I'm not big into the Avengers, but the the villain <laughs> of the Avengers, uh, Thoros or whatever. Um, <laughs> but he had all you know all five rings, all super all superpowers. But in the show, like in that show, the heroes, the just the villain that had all the superpowers was a serial killer who murdered people to get their powers, just like yeah, um, just like the villain in Avengers and and um, Endgame, right? So like uh -huh. the thing is, like it is kind of interesting that he would pick that he would pick that villain as the as the kind of as as the as the hero or villain that he wanted to be and if you watch him talk in front of 
the employees at these WeWork summer camp events, um, it's just, it's, you can't help but thinking, wow, this is kind of wow. like, it's kind of like a cult right here. What's going on? Like, why aren't people <laughs> noticing this about, about him? Um, he was just a very charismatic um, yes. kind of empowering, d- demanding figure, you know, six foot five, very, very good speaker. He kind of captivated anyone um, who, he, who he spoke to, where even though he's preaching lies or, you know, embellishing, fabricating things, you're going to believe what he's saying. And that's the same thing with Elizabeth Holmes. You know, yeah. she, she captivated whoever she spoke to. People believed her, believed in her mission, but she didn't really have any, any, anything to back it up. Yeah. So I think the thing is like, it's the good thing that anyone can start a company out of a garage, right? That's, I love that. I absolutely love that. But the, the thing I don't like is how much, how easy people can get money. Mm. Like from from investor, and mm-hmm. because they want to get rich quick, right? I mean, th- that's the crazy thing. Like people with no money want to get rich quick, and people with a lot of money want to get rich quick too. It's, they just play a different game, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or buy the lottery. Fucking startup is the lottery for the rich. So, and you it it create a culture of an entrepreneur and people who just talk shit, and because of how they talk, they can get money so easy. So like. Everybody is proud to raise like a million dollar, but nobody proud to run a business that is profitable and making hundred thousand dollar, like bring home a hundred thousand dollar in profit. Like and, and to run a, a a profitable business is so hard. Like like it's just super hard because you have to do everything right. And then you know, gotta so you gotta be in the right time, right product, right way of marketing. Uh, the right back end, like how you fulfill, like fulfillment, like customer service, everything, etc. Like there's, it's, it's just a lot of things like to just run a business, like not just big, but just small, right? Like small one. And I think we work. It's just so easy for them to to raise money. So like, of course he gonna he gonna be like that, right? He's just like, oh, like I just get to get money and do whatever I want. So I think he's in his own head. He truly believe he he making a difference. I right. think like he actually, I think like it's hard for you to convince someone who you don't believe it. I think he just he just drink his own Kool Aid. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the good expression. But he just he just you know he just bullshits to himself so much that he believe in it and he just like project it outside to to people who work with him. Yeah. So yeah, and then he cares so much about like you know the thinking the idea without thinking about the execution, right? Because think about it. What is the business model we work? Like, like how can it be profitable? So you you rent a place, sure. But then now, because it can only work for startup, small company. When they grow, they're going to move out. They're going to have their own office, right? Like either you you make it a start so people can start working there and helping them to build another workspace, design in a WeWork way, that can be like a good business model to do, right? But if you're just renting desks, then it's seasonal. It's not, it's not a long-term, you know, you don't have a recurring in revenue. You don't have a recurring user, right? If the company go down, go under, they're not going to fucking rent it anymore. And that's it. So, and then like, I think they have to sign the lease for like 10, 15 years. And real estate mm. is just like, 
it just fluctuated, right? You don't, you cannot predict that, right? If there's a crash like in 20, 2008, there might be a crash soon. I mean, the, the housing price is crazy right now and we have crazy inflation and things like that. So, I mean, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not into in, in the business, but when I look at the business, I was like, okay, how do you make money, right? Like look at Facebook. Oh, they run ads. That's mm-hmm. what they do. Oh, Amazon, Amazon web service, right? Retail, right? Like Uber don't make money. So I'm, I'm still thinking, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, how, how the hell are they going to make money? I think everyone right? is still thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and, and this company too, I think they burn, they burn through cash so quickly. Oh yeah. Emerging and, cash. And I think like, you can say Steve Jobs built a cult. He does. He does build a cult around Apple. Mm-hmm. I think the only difference between Steve Jobs and Adam Newman is, a, I mean, I think Newman is kind of like Steve wannabe and even Elizabeth Holmes is a oh, Steve. for wannabe. sure. Right down to the turtleneck. The yeah, black oh, turtleneck. That's, that's so true. <laughs> Scary. We can talk about that episode one, one day. <laughs> but they can only copy what they can see, which is how he speak. They couldn't copy how he worked mm-hmm. because Steve actually cared about the product. Like Steve did not just want to sell people on the ideology, right? Of course, that's what he do, but he actually like go out there and, and get the product and execute it. Yeah, yeah. And like spend time on, and that is the hardest thing of running a business or being an entrepreneur. Not what you say, but what you do, because I think business principle and and life in general is is simple. It's A B C D. Right, you do this, 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 and this, you're gonna be successful, right? Mm-hmm. But doing it is so hard. <laughs> you know, like it's because you gotta be like, are you skilled enough? Do you have the right people? You're born at the right time. Yeah. Uh, like it's a lot of circumstances that 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 will or will not allow it to happen. And I think nowadays a lot of it's cool to be an entrepreneur, it's cool to sound like you're successful because you can get money so easily. But if you burn like what like five million dollar a month that's not a successful business you just it's easy to spend money yeah we yeah. can spend money you can give me five yeah. million dollars i can spend it but not 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 money can make at like even a hundred thousand dollar good good point yeah right? i mean i think we yeah i think we we need to be a little bit more precise about how we define um a, a business because you know like if you're like you said, if you're losing five million a day, you you shouldn't be given a clap on the you know a pat on the back. You know, exactly, you're, you're doing that's, something that's... wrong. And some sometimes you need to invest money to make money. But if it's a like a uh, if if this is a con- a continuous uh, thing that's happening, you you shouldn't be um, lauded. You know what I mean? You should you should be kind of judged. <laughs> to be honest exactly. with you. And um, everyone who like raised money was like, yo, that's awesome. It's like, dude, they just literally do nothing. They just have a fu- fucking like presentation, right? Make yeah. some network and they got the money. Yeah. Like the thing is like, yeah. So like, w- I think having too much is a setback too. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah exactly. You, they, like sometimes when you don't have nothing, you have to survive. And when you have to survive, you think creatively. Right. Did, did WeWork need this $4.4 billion investment from SoftBank? Did it only serve to be their, their downfall? Um, because they, it kind of forced them to, you know, 
in in Masa Masa son told Adam Newman like he has a he has a, a greater vision for WeWork. Global expansion um, was was the main was the main thing. Like, and it needs to happen quickly. Um, and so, you know, Adam Newman then went ballistic and you know, okay, now I need to now we need to move really fast. We need to cut corners. We need to spend money, spend, spend, spend without thinking and really thinking about how, like what the future plan is. We just need to go. And maybe if they didn't get that investment, they would have been smarter. Um, Like you said, they would have tried to, uh, you know, use the mentality of surviving, you know, like surviving. Um, I think this guy is not, is not, he's not an ethical guy. Like he, uh, the thing is like when, when like some bad words start, to to spread out about like we work and how they spend money and they just not actually positive you know cash positive yeah and they just like like literally like modify the the um earning report oh yeah yeah i remember so that is show like they are profitable but they're just like oh you know like this this expand doesn't count and those <laughs> they, like, they decided what... i was yeah. like okay that why does not count like, oh, because this and that right yeah. and then he, the earnings. It was the uh, EBITDA, the earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. E B I T D A. Yes. EBITDA. Yes, something like that. Yeah, and they would, they would kind of finagle with that and say, oh, I mean, these don't, these don't really need to count. You know, blah blah blah. They would take a couple of these things out, and after they take whatever they wanted to take out, it was like, oh, look at that. We are. Cash flow positive, you know. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's, that's just crazy, right? Like, I, I, like, come on, like, <laughs> and you, you know, in your heart that it's, it's not working. Um, yeah. Why are you trying? And then, honestly, like, I think there's maybe I'm just uh, it's a conspiracy, but I think there's deeper thing between Masa and Newman. It just doesn't make sense. I don't you think I, they were in a relationship together. I, I don't know. I'm not saying <laughs> that, but I, I was thinking there's something, something more. But dude, come on, like. Masa, like the, the vision fund was just, I mean, it's vision. Literally like anything robotics, you know, technology, future. AI. Yeah. AI, AI like AI. ER, like 5G, like we work has nothing to do, like nothing, zero, zero percent, like yeah. nothing to do with, with any of that. And he just give Adam Newton 4.4 billion. Right. And what, like, like, what, what is that? Like maybe maybe i'm just thinking too much but i think there's some fishy thing happening in the back yeah they were definitely in a romantic no relationship i think i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, if you guys haven't seen um if you guys haven't seen the the new hulu documentary um now i'm actually pointed it out to me uh we work or the making and breaking of a 47 um, billion dollar unicorn definitely check that out but um in the, it's a great documentary. Uh, in the documentary, they they talk about they talk a lot about Masa Sun and Adam Newman and how Masa would had this you know and Adam had this big meeting planned at uh, you know their headquarters in mm-hmm. I think it's Chelsea right in New York New York City yeah. and <laughs> there was supposed to be like a two hour long meeting and Masa showed up so late that by the time he showed up, he told Adam, I only have 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. So they rushed around. Adam was showing Masa the, you know, 
this was before the you know soft bank in, um, investment um, into WeWork. Okay. So they you know showing showing them around the place, blah blah blah, and then. Masa was like, okay, I have to go, but you can take a car ride with me. So Adam brought his iPad with a pitch deck and got into the car with Masa and headed to Masa's next meeting. Adam needed to pitch the you know, company on why Masa should invest in WeWork. And <clears throat> Masa said, no, don't show me the pitch deck. Um, I, you know, I've got a question for you. Where, like, where do you see WeWork? Where do you see this in, in the future? Um, and he's like, he said something like, if you had a fight between a crazy guy and a smart guy, who would win? And mm-hmm. Adam said, the crazy guy. And Masa was like, correct. But you're not crazy enough right now. Like, you need to think big. You need to think blah, 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 blah. Like, um, and then out of that meeting was when Adam received the $4.4 billion check. <laughs> and Masa said, go crazy. You know, do something, do something crazy with with WeWork. But like, think about that story. Come on, like, come on, like, come on. <laughs> yeah, like, but I like, you, like to, to your point, to your question. Now I'm like, what inspired Masa and SoftBank to invest? Was it just Adam Newman's hair? Was it his charisma, the way he talked? Was Masa kind of captivated by him? Was he captivated by the lies? Did he drink the Kool Aid? Because Looking at WeWork, there's nothing, nothing about WeWork that it you know comes close to um, what the Vision Fund, uh, SoftBank's Vision Fund, was all about AI and like you yeah. said, five G. Maybe um, one thing I think so. So the vision, like people would think, oh, this guy's stupid. Like the Vision Fund, Masa is stupid. No, he actually had a great success in the past. So that's how. That's why he got a hundred billion, and. That become a problem too because he managed for the fund, right? But the money is not his. Is fuck. He get money from Saudi Arabian, right? Like they. That's how you know they just go to them like, hey, bro, like you got oil. It's gonna go. It's gonna deplete. You're gonna 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 go poor. Let's give me the money. I'll invest in some technology, and then right. you know you like the money. That is the problem. You just invest with someone else's money. So you don't care, like you care less. And I think what might happen is, is maybe he have like a relationship with Adam Newman, or he fell into the trap of induction. So he probably see something in Newman that he saw in someone in the past because he did he did invest in 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 um, Alibaba like way before, like I think in nineteen ninety nine. Right. So like way early, like when when Jack Ma would just. A nerd now he's just like a i don't know the chinese mafia or something um but but yeah he just used someone else's money he doesn't care much uh and maybe he sees someone in newman that he saw in the past and he's just like you know what gotta you know, jump I on this yeah the person i think he bet on the person because there's no way he bet on the business there's nothing there's nothing even remotely close to what the fun trying to accomplish right like right. you I don't see a way that we will, will grow in that direction. Not at all. Maybe yeah. maybe I'm just stupid, but I don't see that happening. Um, so that is very interesting, right? And the way, like how easy he get $4.4 billion. Like my dad would never do that. Like he didn't even just walk me into a car, give me 50 bucks and like go crazy. Gonna yeah. slap me 
in the face, right? You know, <laughs> like money, like that. Just like, yo, why? Like, I don't know. Like, I need to spend. <laughs> you know, like it's just it's just bonkers to me that to think that like how easy people get money these day, and it just it just make them. I think it make them soft, right? It, yeah, yeah. But again, it goes to show you that really money money doesn't solve all the problems because you know um, fast forward a little bit when we work um released their s1 um and uh if if you don't if for the, for the listeners that don't uh, know exactly what an s1 is it's a form s1 it's um it's an sec filing as uh, so securities and exchange oh, commission IPO, filing. right you yeah use it's used by companies um planning on going public so they you know they it's a formal um document um that you know companies use to register their securities with the sec um just make sure everything is kind of like all the all the uh, i's are dotted t's are crossed before you know releasing an ipo and when we work released their um s1 it was just people were shocked like people were actually taken aback shocked at what what they released like they i mean in in the s1 where this is a very very serious document if you want to go mm -hmm. public and they desperately wanted to go public this is a very important thing if not the most important thing before going public they were talking in in the document they were talking about elevation of consciousness and you know all of these like spiritual things and like that was adam's big thing elevation of consciousness and you know they were talking about you know by the way, Newman, in a lot of his speeches, you know, his um, thank God it's Monday speeches and, you know, when they would have these summer camp get togethers, he would talk about, you know, the we company solving world hunger and solving the refugee crisis. And like all of these grand grandiose things like that came out of nowhere, dude, you're leasing desks, you're leasing desks to like startups. 99% of the people that are renting your desks are going to fail. Like, uh, what yeah. are you, what are you, like, why are you talking about world hunger and, and the refugee crisis? Stay in your lane until you're successful with what you're doing now. Just stay in your lane. But this is, these are the things you would talk about. And this is, these are the things you would talk about in the form S1. And they kind of like did a little hop and skip, a little dance around all of the things that actually mattered. Um, and then they would talk about all of these kind of soft abstract things and yeah, so as if we gazy just doesn't yeah, yeah exactly and so the reaction was um very very um fierce and shortly after when they released the form s1 they were valued at around 47 billion dollars shortly after they were valued at 10 billion dollars masa sun and softbank um uh paid adam newman 1.7 billion dollars to step down as the ceo and then another ceo was brought in and so, you know, part of the part of the thing is Newman, he he escaped with what what's called in, in you know, business, a golden parachute. Mm -hmm. You know, he should have been reprimanded for for what what went down. You know, a lot of people obviously got laid off, lost their jobs. He escaped with one point seven billion dollars. And mm -hmm. that's the way it goes in, in business. But like, yeah, I mean, there was no it's just it's just amazing to me like like how easily he got 4.4 billion dollars and then how easily it all withered away and how easily he was 
he was bought out by the same person who funded him. Yeah. Um, and, and, and now he's gone. And so, the, he, the, you know, if, if we're talking about SoftBank and Masasam believing in the person, you know, funding the person, not the company, uh, it's kind of surprising that he was bought out so quickly to be removed. You know what I mean? Uh, so Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's interesting. I mean, I, I think, <laughs> yeah, that's why I think there's something deeper than that. Mm, right, right. <laughs> and, and who knows? Nobody knows. I mean, I don't know. Um, but then let's let's talk about some of the crazy shit that he do. So <laughs> yeah, that's the interesting stuff. <laughs> he he lose money like we lose money every day, and he all, all about like yeah, like so so they packing desks together, you know, more like you know, so to optimize the space so more user can use the space, get more money. And he always promote like yeah, you gotta be frugal, um, save money, and you know we're gonna sit next to each other and feel the community, right? That's how he preach it. And he has his own, you know, office, big ass office with his surfboard on on uh hanging on the wall, and <laughs> like uh at his own corner, like nobody like around. It was like okay, and that that's just <laughs> okay. Sure, you're CEO, you can get that. But what? And I read this story like two years ago, and it just like it just crazy. So at first, it's we work, right? That's it, we work. Yeah. Then, right? He bought the we, the the name we first for himself. He bought the right to it, and then he come back to the company and sell everyone on the idea of we. Oh, is the weave like is the we revolution? Is the is the we is the we is we not me? And we're gonna do a lot of thing about we. We growth. We work. We live. So let's rebrand the name. We work. To just make it we, we company, yeah, the we company, and the company has to pay him five point nine million dollars. Oh yeah, yeah, so like, dude, that <laughs> that's messed up. You just literally like bully your child to like to give you money, right? You just imagine you're a dad, right? Oh my god, kid, and you just bully your kid to give you money. That's fucked up. That's bad, right? Yeah, and hey, this is the same guy that's preaching, you know, preaching. Uh, collectives and and growth together, community solving there's world no, hunger. There's no me and me, <laughs> and it's all about me for him. <laughs> no, th- no, this is a this is a very cunning, sly uh, oh my individual God. who hypocrite, hip- oh hypocritical. You know, just a, just a, a shark, just a whatever you want to call him. You know what I mean? Like that. That's all he is. He 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 did not. I don't think he ever believed in all. I think his wife believed in all that. Like. Let's get together. Let's hold hands and run through the flowers together. I think she believed in that, and he was just putting on a front. And he 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 just he just wanted to get rich. And you know what, Nam? I was just thinking in my mind, like, in a way, respect to him, right? He he, he came. He's it's one of these kind of like rag to riches story. He came from nothing, and he had a dream. Yeah. You know, he had a dream, and he act and he he actually did it and we're all talking about him you and i are talking about him yep. on, a, on a freaking you know podcast episode right now like he's a we work as a household name he's a household name like so you know what i mean he 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 made something of himself i'm not saying that you know a lot of evil people bad people in the world are also household names so i'm not saying that we should you know give him a round of applause for what he did but you know he 
he did he did follow his dreams and did make you know make something of himself in a, a granted in a very underhanded way but um, yeah and i think like you know what that owes some we owe like some form of some level yeah. of respect you know what i mean like hip hop wise idea bad. of co-working space so that I'll, i'll give him that and i think to the point of like you know what is interesting about human being what we are human being so anyone who have a god complex and things like that i think they they do believe that they are god but they are not so what happened is when you you're preaching this right and then you believe in something right mm-hmm. it believe in a collective higher power you know everyone do good things for the world and you think that like that is your standard that is your moral you cannot do wrong it's when you start having those desire to be selfish mm. and then and then that urge came you couldn't control them because you like is unaware it's like it's like um it's like you never know that it exists and you you don't want to believe in yourself that 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 you are you have those kind of emotion like oh i want just fucking shit for myself uh, but it's fine in reality it's fine because you know i think normal human being which is like yeah i want that like as i'm greedy and some shit but i'm not going to do it that is different with like people who, who have like fucking god complex and think they can do whatever the fuck they want because they can do whatever the fuck they want when they, whenever they have those kind of impulses you just fucking do it yeah you're not about it and the reason why that i didn't Adam even do it because he could do it easily not mm. i i i think he's just like one day he's just sitting like in the office he's probably like, yeah i can do that nothing yeah. wrong with that. and he did it because it's yeah. easy convenient right You're right yeah and he You're did right. not have moral because why don't why doesn't he think is immoral because he already think himself that the most moral human being ever right yeah here he right. is preaching so about... there's no debate there he's just like i'm yeah. fucking moral i'm high ground this this thing that i do it's just like a small sacrifice from what my vision is which is fucked up right because like bro you fucking this is wrong and this is i mean oh everything you preach is just preaching like there's nothing real into that right yeah so i think because i do believe that anyone who can build something really big even if it's good or bad they have to believe in it it's just so hard for you to come from nothing and don't believe in something and build it mm-hmm. it just it just it is impossible yeah it's impossible you have to have like a, a burning passion <laughs> uh, but what i'm saying is his burning passion wasn't uh wasn't community and to- togetherness i think his burning passion yeah. was just To, to to live the lifestyle that he always dreamed of living which is just you know owning I that know. owning that private jet you know going to you know the uh, the most incredible um lux parties and and dinners and meeting the you know richest people on the planet like mas you know masa son of softbank and he did and he did all those things but yeah his i i totally agree with you now like if you're someone without a burning desire and if you're someone without a passion you, you will you, you can you can live a good life but you'll you'll never you know you'll never truly accomplish those those lofty dreams um yeah. you and won't think, yeah and i think like successful people are crazy you have to be crazy because you are doing something that nobody that's abnormal yeah. abnormal right like if you want to be abnormal you have to start acting like one so mm-hmm. it just, It just have it, you just have to do that if you just do everyone do 
then you are not gonna make it. So, but but then the chances are you could be fucking genius or you're gonna be fucking crazy. Right. <laughs> that is the chance that that's the risk that you have to take. And um, that's why that's why like that's why I don't like I I kind of catch myself when I judge people like Adam Newman too much or Elizabeth Holmes, although they've done bad things. Like you know, it, I I'm not at that level right now. Right. I, I, I hope I hope to be achieving my my lofty dreams sometime soon, you know, but like if you're not at the same level as them, you're naturally you're going to say that, oh, they did this and they did that. And they you, you can judge them. Right. You can easily you can ju- easily judge them because you're just you're, you're not at, you're not at that level. You're you're so far below what, what they've done, you know. And so. That's why I try to catch myself sometimes. Like, yes, they, they, they did bad. They, he might have done some underhanded things. Yes. Um, but his mind was just working on a different level. And so yeah. and I think- if you're on the same level and same wavelength, <laughs> so to speak, you would understand probably. Because like you said, there's no way to do what he did without, um, you know, being a, little, being a little different, being a little crazy, you know. But what is crazy, you know? It's just something different than what we, you know, the the rest of us are, right? Yeah, and I, I think at the end of the day, the market gonna judge your performance, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if one person judge you, like you judge someone, doesn't gonna affect their ability to perform. And the same thing goes with <coughs> everyone else judging you, right? So people should be able to judge. And do whatever, whatever the fuck they want, whatever the fuck they think. The opinions, opinions are opinions, right? They can right. think about it. It's like, um, it's funny because like you will see people watching sport, right? Judging like, oh, like Paul George sucked, like he missed two, it's like two, two important free throws, something like that. Like, dude, he's like the top fifty player in the world right now. So like, like I don't know, like what are you talking about, right? Like technically, like no one can judge any athlete. No normal human being could. Because they just on on a freaking different level, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Basketball, right? They yeah. just do like this extraordinary thing, like, and we just you know sit down and just judge them, like, oh, they sucks, like, <laughs> yeah. It's not like Kobe. I was like, okay, like, come on, they they, they are top fifty players. So the same thing, like, you would ne- never know. And the more important things, like, you would never know what happened in their head at that moment, what happened in their life. Right. So the only thing you can judge on is the result. Right? It doesn't does does they do it correctly or no? Does it make it or not? Does he does is it a successful business? It's more right. about it's less personal. It's more about like okay, how do you execute this thing? How do you how do you lay out the plan and try to achieve it? And I think um, Adam Newman and and a lot of entrepreneurs nowadays they really focus on the lifestyle. Yes, uh, the idea rather than actually. Going like going to get the hand dirties and do the dirty work, all right? Because it's just not sexy. It's not sexy to talk about like chips or like software and like things like that. Thing, yeah, yeah, like exactly. And the the thing is, like Adam Adam Newman is, in, you know, speaking about the individual. He he's he should have been like the we company mascot. You know, like yeah, pay, yeah, paid a little. Paid a little uh, sum of money, you know, to be the mascot, you know, but he, you know, I think there are two types of business people. Like the, the, the one type is person that kind of 
um, you know, you kind of fake it till you make it. You, you sell fake um, false promises to people and you do what you got to do in order to like, in order mm-hmm. to grow, grow, grow. But at the same time, you're, you're not really in touch with, you know, that, that whole like survival mentality. Um, you get in and, you know, in, over, in and over your head. But then there's the other type of business um, person who's um, more uh, level-headed, grounded, and understands, you know, how to get the hands dirty, understands what's going, what actually is going on. Not, it's not all about, like, how, how do I get more funding? How do I get more funding to make myself look, to make my company look like it's on top of the world? It's how do I actually be on top of the world, yep. like, truthfully? <laughs> So, yeah, and I think Adam Newman would probably fall into the, into the first uh, category, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. more of a mascot. Got to have to execute that. I mean, I'm sorry, no matter how much you talk, you have to do the work. I mean, and and you 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 can only learn that if you don't have money. If you if someone just gives you four point four billion dollar whenever you have a problem. Yeah. You screw. like that's it that you screw for life i think the the hardest thing for him now is like he's young he's 42 that's still young he will have the hardest hardest crisis he probably ever have because i do think he believe in what he, he trying to achieve right i think he has a, a big vision and now what gonna crush him is not the money right he got a billion dollar he's fine but what gonna crush him is he would realize things about himself that he don't want to to look at, yeah. and that is depression, right? You know, like he want to he want to see like, oh fuck, I'm not that as good. I'm not, you know, I'm not this. I'm not that. And for for someone who has like, I don't want to say narcissistic, but like he's just really confident in himself. I think in a way, yeah, yeah. it's gonna hit hard, right? And then and I don't think it's fun to be like that, even if you have a billion dollars. It's hard. Right. But it's just like you're 42, you're gonna live what 40 year more, 40 more years, and what, and and what the fuck you gonna do now? Everybody know you're that human. Yeah. Like like you yeah like, you know what like if he can get over this, it's gonna be the greatest thing he ever did in his life. <laughs> But if not, then that's it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You know that's it. That's why like long term and like building mm-hmm. the right thing and doing the right thing is so important because you live for so long. If you just bullshit the way out of your 30s, when you're like 35, 40, you're gonna you have to look at your 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 action in the past and like live with it. For the rest everyone of your- knows you're a you're a bullshitter, right? Exactly. I mean, not just everyone know you know in your heart now, and you know too. You are a bullshitter, unless you're really crazy and you think that everything happened. Um, you know, there was a plot, a cabal <laughs> going against you. You know. Nah, they um, then you fucking crazy, and then it's just denial. <laughs> yeah, it, I think the it, hardest thing is not about other people looking at you; it's more about like you looking at yourself in the mirror, like, "Oh, I'm full of shit," <laughs> right? Like that is like uh, someone <laughs> that is the hardest thing. It's like fuck, you know, like yeah. it's a realization that you're not that important. You're not gonna change the world. You're not gonna be someone like significant anymore. You're just a kid with a bunch of money. I think yeah. he's got to cut his hair, grow a beard. <laughs> and, and just uh, start something else because obviously he's he's a talented person, but uh, yeah. Let's see, let's see if he can do it. And yeah. you know, it's it's the it's the culture that like I hope changes. It's that kind of like that Silicon Valley mentality slash culture where it's 
you know, okay, I've got an idea for some like stupid app or whatever, just some random thing. I need to get venture funding ASAP, like venture capital, no, I need, venture capital. I need, like, yeah. Yeah. I, was like, I need that funding. Like the venture capital is like some, I mean, I feel like some people you talk to, they think about venture capital before they even have like something solid, you know, like I need venture capital now to like, but what happened to just, you know, bootstrapping and, and, and working yeah, to build your thing up. Bootstrapping and, is sexy. I like that. <laughs> it's the, yeah. Now it's, I think it's becoming sexy again, but like, I think the internet bubble made like venture capital seem like the only thing that will take your company to new heights. But, you know, as you said before, now I'm like that, you know, that $4.4 billion installment from SoftBank, it just, Hey, when you, when you <gasps> can get that, when you can get a lifeline of money, like that, like $4.4 billion. That's, that's just absurd to think about that number. When you can get that so easily, your whole like worldview becomes jaded. Like you, yep. you know what I mean? You just lose touch with, with, with reality. You just think like reality, yeah. your problem, just fucking money. Exactly. And so I think, I hope that the culture really changes from that. Cause I, I feel like, yeah, venture capital is is important. I'm not saying that it isn't, but like, what's more important is actually building something that you're confident with. You could build, you know, you could build this up to the point where you absolutely need the need the funding. But it's not like venture capital isn't step one in the process. Nah, you know, it's more nah. like step. 20 30 it's scaling it's what? just scaling it just yeah. scaling. it should only be for scaling like yeah i mean i, I think there's a lot of debate it can be a lot of debate here like oh you have to focus on growth first and then you can cash out later yeah but you have to yeah. really think about the business model to be able to do that because uber there's no matter how much they scale they're going to lose money on every driver right. Uber's a great example. Yeah, Uber's a like, great like, example. Like you cannot scale like that. You can scale with Spotify because Spotify is software and is distributed like that. So right. you can multiply software a hundred million times without having to spend more money. Same thing with podcasts. You can just broadcast them a hundred million times. People can listen to them without having to pay for distribution. Uh, but Uber, like if you get one more driver, you have now and you lose money on yeah. every driver. So if you multiply the losing dollar per millions of driver, you're going to be even more negative, right? Like you're going to lose more money because you're going to lose money on every time you duplicate the business model to other places. So you have to really think about like the business model to see if, if, if it's like feasible, right? Yeah. Yep. But yeah, I mean, um, it's a good episode. You think we should stop here? Yeah, I mean, I th- I think so. I th- I think we, I th- I think we um, did a did a good decent job covering like Adam Newman as a person because he's such a big personality, such a huge personality, um, <laughs> even bigger than the company, you know. <laughs> and then yeah, yeah. also covering the company itself. Um, and uh, I mean, there's so much we could go into, uh, but you know, for what we're doing, I think that's good. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Sounds good. Um, so, guys, if you make it to the end, thank you. You guys are awesome. Uh, again, you can click subscribe on Apple Podcasts so that you know that you know we are recording a new episode or whenever the new episode come out, you have a notification for that. 
uh, tell your friends uh, if you like this, what 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 do you like about it, and leave it a comment or leave it a review if you can. But otherwise, uh, guys, have a good day. Yes. Likewise, Nam, have a great one, and to all the listeners, um, hope you enjoyed this episode. And yeah, we'll uh, we'll be releasing another one next week. So awesome. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Bye. Bye.